everyone. Welcome to episode 311 from Ken's office. This is Whole Life and Where Better. This is the first podcast that we have taped in-house, man, since before the pandemic, which means that was, I mean, it was primetime Andy still, and that was what, two and a half years ago? Something like that, since the uh, since Philip's office used to be a little a little uh, electrical spool with a couple of microphones hanging out of the center that uh, Randy built to uh, be able to keep us mobile. But it's been a long time. So here we are in Ken's beautiful renovated office. It's almost like you had an interior designer, Ken. Is that true? I have the best. Uh, if you uh, if you don't. <laughs> Don't know. I had a fantastic interior designer. Yeah, the best. that's that's what I heard. I heard you did. That's exactly. I, I I searched until I found the best in the country, and and she lives so close. It was the, amazing. It worked out really well. Yeah. Who knew she was a Who knew she was a member? Who knew she was did, married did, to you? Well, <laughs> I did, I guess. But that oh, okay. that was just me. So, no. Uh, so today we're planning on a two hour podcast. So settling, grab your favorite drink and a, maybe a pillow because. I'm looking. I'm looking. I mean, I'm you may be on your own for I mean, that one. I'm feeling comfortable. I'm in this great chair that swivels. <laughs> yeah, and I took, a picture, I took a picture of you in it so that people could appreciate it later. <laughs> I'll and, send you the picture and so Jeff you can got put the it corner with, seat on the couch. I got the couch. You I may lay down one. if it's two hours. <laughs> <laughs> you may lay down if it's two hours. <laughs> if it's two hours, Jeff, you'll be gone after about forty-five minutes. <laughs> exactly. Let's just be honest. So exactly. Jeff gets the comfortable seat in the house. So Jeff, really quickly. Tell us how well, how, how fantastic was your vacation? Well, I, I want to tell you, it was fantastic. And anybody gets a chance to go to Sicily, um, make sure that you you go with a, a with a, a loose belt because the food is incredible. <laughs> it's really You're not good. biased, though, in about, about not at Sicily. All. No, not at all. No. Yeah. No, you don't look any worse to where you look yeah, real well, good. Well, because we had to do a ton of walking. <laughs> you got to walk everywhere. Uh, we we drove down a street that literally our car did not fit. Oh no! Yeah, I, I, unfortunately, so no. The car, <laughs> the car literally would not fit down that street. But and it was a Fiat three hundred. It, it was right? a uh, it was a smaller <laughs> car too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, it's a, it's it was a good trip. We had a, we had a great time, and my wife found an old cousin that she never knew that she had there. So your wife has family there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she found it. This was in the main main part of the of Italy, not in Sicily. We had a little town called Valle di Angelo, and we were walking out of the town. And the guy said, Hap, you know, he says some kind of. Uh, I think he said just good morning in English. We said, you speak English? Could you please tell us? And he found out. He says, yeah. He says, I know the mis- you know the my wife's name, and and uh, come to find out, he's he's a long lost cousin. So it's actually. <laughs> How does that happen? Uh, seriously, you're in. Who, who you're does in, that happen to? In yeah. Nowheresville, Italy, and just <laughs> yeah. happened to run into a guy that's your relative, huh? Well, we were exploring this town because we knew that there was some ancestry there. Okay. And uh, come to find out, there's only three names of families in this town, and that happened to be one of them. He was, he was more than happy to. So we bought a. Come to find out, he's a farmer. We bought a, some of his olive oil and some of his honey. Oh, man. It's right, really good. Yeah. Nice. All right, so it is pasta at the Cinquemani's, what, yeah. Friday night? Come on over. Was it come on yeah. over? Yeah, test out that. I want to test out that olive oil. Yeah. That's what I really want. All right, well, no, it's we good did. to be back. We yeah. did. There was, last week, uh, we were just like, man, 
Sure would be nice if Jeff was here to answer this question <laughs> and give us a little more insight on this one. Uh, and before, I'm sure you did fine. <laughs> but before I forget, I just I got to tell this story because last week I invited anyone that was listening, you know, come by in the lobby and give me a hug. I'm I'm available usually pretty much every Saturday morning. You know, I'm out in the out in the lobby running a camera or just uh, talking and and uh, conversing. And this week I got my hug. Man, I got my hug before Stanley went on for the second time in first service. So that was I got that one out of the way quick. The second one was from someone I've never met before. And um, so you're in the lobby just asking I'm, I'm, for hugs. Is that well, was, you know, it was just like you know, in case in case you need just you know, you need to have a better week. I mean, maybe <laughs> maybe the hug isn't the best thing you could get a Randy hug, but you know, it might be better than nothing. So that was the premise we were working on. And Will and Robert Vargas were down on the uh, on the south side. They were greeting and they opened the doors. And this younger gentleman who was with his girlfriend and he, I looked at him. He looked at me. He looked at her and then said. And this is Randy, the podcast guy with the glorious hair. <laughs> and I'm like, the glorious hair. And he's like, and he did, mm-hmm, yep. And I was like, well, you know, now I feel pretty good. I, I was going to get a haircut, but, you know, maybe maybe not. I mean, if you cut it, is it still glorious? I don't know. So they were late. So I didn't, we didn't really have a chance to converse much. But, uh, you know, thanks for the compliment. And come and get your hug next week. I'll still be here. His hair. So I'm thinking about when, whenever it is we start signing autographs, I think that's what it's, it's going to have to be. The podcast guy with the glorious hair, right? I mean, Yeah, that's not short at all. That'll, that'll, that won't take long for you to sign, no. sign autographs. With that. <laughs> well, when you only sign one, it won't take that. It's not that big a deal. Yeah, really. but you're about to blow up. Oh, it? is that what it is? <laughs> I hope not. But anyway, this week was, we were in Commandment 8. This is nine weeks because we haven't skipped any now, right? We're all we're all back together. Correct. So it's nine weeks, eight eight commitments. We're not going to say. Right. I'm not even going to say commitments anymore. I'm just going to say commitments. Okay. We've been talking about Zed while you were gone. Yeah, he actually gave a a talk on the Ten Commitments for a church retreat one time and called him the commitments. So yeah. I was going to say, is this from Zed? Yeah, and he was uh, on the podcast. I still can't find that episode. I have dug and dug and dug, and it's like, man, I really wish I'd have put his name in the show notes, and maybe I did, but I, I'm searching and it's not finding it. So I've been slowly but going through one at a time. So I'm I'm not there yet, but I will post it eventually. All right. So we're in eight, which is thou shalt not steal. And I, I don't know, six and eight seem, seem a lot the same the way we've broken them down. Is there a difference? Do we need to? Can we convert two to one? Just kind of roll it all together with the Ken Wetmore paraphrase of the, of the two and, and just have nine. Is that a possibility? No? Yeah, I mean, well, because, you know, can you, if you if you steal or withhold, it's kind of like killing, right? Can you steal or withhold enough to kill? Because that's kind of what we talked about in killing. I was actually thinking as I was preparing that there are a lot of similarities, and yet uh, murder is uh, the taking of a life. It's, it's actually taking maybe the most precious possession True. without permission, so... So I think God probably felt like it was a good thing just to clarify that uh, <laughs> clarify that one. The thing that hit me the most about this, I think you made about three attempts. Like, all right, we're gonna we're gonna take Miriam Webster and we're gonna give a definition. And you're like, you're probably thinking to yourself, yeah, I know that already. And then you went strongest concordance, and you said, yeah, but can we already know that? So can, can now we can we move on? You're like, no, because here's the Ken, here's Ken's definition. No, no, no. 
<laughs> so, you know, of course, of course, we were, we were waiting from that and take or wrongly withhold something that benefited or would have benefited another without their permission or through deceit. That makes it again. You're actually reading the uh, I think you're the actually second. reading the, the second one, yeah. the uh, Strong's Concordance one. Don't yeah. this is Ken's definition. Strong's Concordance definition of the Hebrew word for you steal is to thieve, literally or figuratively, figuratively by implication, to deceive, carry away, indeed secretly bring, steal away, get by stealth. Is that a typo in the... This maybe a, there was a, yeah, maybe the, there was a the, typo in the show notes there. In maybe. the notes? Because that was... Or my notes. Okay, so tell us what you're... This no, is, you got to write it just to the, 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 I think the, the last, the with, is to take or withhold... Uh, something that would have benefited that that benefited or would have benefited another, and, and there, I think that's where their period was at the end of it. And there was a ton, a ton of applications, and even people raising their hands saying, "Like, what, what have you? What's mm-hmm. been stolen from you?" And you know, passport, life support. I thought that was a good one. Um, <laughs> My kids <laughs> are uh, requiring me to go get some hearing tests. Apparently, <laughs> wasn't even close there. So, no, but the, you know, all the different things that you can think of. Someone said in first service, I think love. If you think about all those things, and it really does add another layer to it, kind of like we've been peeling the onion back on each of these, finding like, oh, a little bit, yeah, we can take it at the face value, but there's always something underneath. Yeah, I think one of the interesting things that you are kind of alluding to, and I think it's kind of important for people to realize, I think that there's a scripture that talks about that if you've broken one of the commandments, you've broken all the commandments. And I think that when you start looking at the commandments, you can see, you kind of say, well, stealing and murder is the same thing. Well, yes, it is, but God needed to be a little bit more specific, specific because if, yeah. as human beings, we tend to get very <laughs> nitpicky with, well, well, you know, stealing is only stealing if this, that, or, you know, and technically. maybe technically we get into the technicalities <laughs> of it, but that's, it becomes a lot easier to understand how stealing can actually be each breaking each of the other commandments, that there's an aspect to it, having another God mm. um, would be stealing the honor that's due God. That's due him, Taking yeah. God's name in vain is stealing God's reputation. Having idols is stealing God's identity. Failing to observe the Sabbath is stealing from God in the sense that you're, you're, you're stealing rest that you could be experiencing. Not honoring your parents is stealing the honor that's due to them. Murder. Obviously, it's stealing someone else's life. Adultery, um, that's stealing uh, something that belongs to another person. And so, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, so you can kind of see I mean, you go all the way down to coveting. It's the yeah. same. So there's, there's an yeah. aspect of it in all of it, really. I think selfishness, you know, I think that's why Jesus was able mm-hmm. to boil it down so easily for us um, in terms of you either love yourself or you love the person who created you. And Jesus said it pretty easily, right? Because it's just that simple. And I think the nuances to these things, and that's where I'm really grateful for your sermon this week, Ken, because, you know, who would have thought you could break a sermon from stealing into uh, an aspect of addition? I mean, that's that's really the beauty of this is that what are you spending time on? Are you spending time creating you know, ways to steal. I mean, I, I actually get amazed that there are so many people out there that are trying to figure out ways to separate you from your money by scams or, or whatever. It's like, if they spent half the time that they spend on these ideas, 
just working. They probably be just as, you know, yeah, yeah, exactly. But to be able to figure out ways to add to my neighbor's life, Mm. you know, figure out those kind of things. I kind of thought about it in a different way too. What you said, you know, about loving yourself is I wonder how, when we look at this, Ken mentioned that if the great, the greatest of these commitments are love, wouldn't it stand a reason then that the most important thing that maybe we could offer somebody else or maybe ourselves is love that without that part of ourselves, maybe in tune with what we think it could be, what it should be, or what we see or what we think we see in others that seem to be comfortable in their skin. And yet some, so many of us struggle inside with who we are and we really struggle with just our own identity. We have horrible self-talk. We have horrible, you know, thoughts about who we are and what we, maybe what we are, what we've done. We, we tend to beat ourselves up. And maybe, maybe that's the one for me as, as I listened to the message in person twice this week was really that, how can I, how can I think about this and not stealing from someone else or even stealing from God when I steal from myself like every minute of every day? And I don't even, I've never really put it in that context before, but this is maybe something, or at least for me, it was something that said, you know, you got to look at yourself and get somehow with God, you have to get your, your mind right about who he created you to be and who you are and, and the gifts that you mentioned the you know the gifts that you have and the this and the stuff but so much of that stuff is stuff that God has given us in in ourselves and our talents and and I'm just like there's days when you just feel horrible or you know sometimes it's weeks or months or someone you know dealing with depression how do we help somebody who goes I don't even really like myself that much how am I not going to steal all the time because this is like my default position cuz I don't I don't know where else to go that's where I've been sitting since Sabbath on this is that it's really looking internally at the mess that I am inside and wondering how in the world can I possibly just like, well, put this one up with whatever else because I, you know, uh, like Ken, I'm a, what he said, you know, do you steal? I'm I steal, you know, and just like, yeah, I don't want to raise my hand either, but I do, I, I do it to myself. And then, and then when I go, Oh, but I treated Jeff better than I treated myself, but I still treated Jeff like dirt. That doesn't, that, that's not a, that's not an upgrade really, right? Yeah. You know, and we say, you know, love somebody or do unto others, others as yeah. you would you know, have done unto yourself. And you go, well, I'm not really treating myself <laughs> all that great. Exactly. You know, and, uh, and so does that really, does that really work out saying it that way? Especially in the context of how, you know, some, some of the worst things we say are the things we say to ourselves, yeah. right? Um, so I, I do think that though it, it has a, it's a perspective piece that is my perspective here. Am I here to protect myself? And that a lot of times is where it ends up is that I, you know, I don't like myself, so I need to protect myself or I don't like, I don't, um, I don't feel good about myself. So I, you know, I need to hide or I need to you know, watch my vulnerability and I need to, you know, stay concealed and all those kind of things that, you know, tend to protect as opposed to, you know, God saying, hey, no, let me take care of that piece for you and um, and let me be the one that 
that guards that side of you. So it is a second place piece. How do you give that piece, especially maybe if you realize that maybe my internal self-talk isn't really good and I tend to take the self-deprecating humor too seriously to myself and really, I really mean it. And how do I approach God about that? And like, what do you ask for? Because it almost asks for, make me less mean, make me, make me, it almost seems like you're asking for something that maybe you're not supposed to have. Maybe this is just who I am. And that is, is that okay? Or do we, well, yeah, maybe I'm just, you know, like what I do to myself. A lot of times I'm like, man, if I was somebody else and I talked to them the way I just talked to myself, I would never, I would just avoid me at all costs. Mm. I mean, everybody's different and everybody's got you know, some people act in and some people act out, but most of the time, the reason a lot of, if you're saying I'm just a mean person, a lot of times we are mean to ourselves or we, we say things about ourselves that are bad because we want to beat other people to it. Cause you know, Ooh, I, it, there you, go. you know, it feels better if I say it first. Okay. Well, what if I'm ill? I mean, what if I just feel like I'm ill-equipped <laughs> to, <laughs> you know, if you're not good at it, you're, you're basically learn. you're trying to learn a skill that you don't know. And, you know, we've been told since we were this high that God loves you no matter what you do. Ken tells us every week, family, you know, God loves you. I love you. We're a family. You know, we, we all have our ups and downs and how was your week? It's okay if your week wasn't great. And, you know, but if you keep, you keep at the same thing over and over again that never seems to like move on in your struggle. Because I think if we can't do it for ourselves, I mean, really what's to fall out to our other relationships? You mentioned Ken in your sermon about how, well, you know, that person at work, they don't, they don't deserve this. I'll withhold, you know, something that maybe could have gotten them a promotion or a good job from the boss because I withheld something. I just didn't say it. So that's not too bad. Or, you know, all these things. And I think how, how far, do we, we, we know it with ourselves, but do we always realize how far it goes into our family, into our friends? And hopefully they'll tell us when that happens. But, you know, there's a lot of people that aren't very good about doing that either. They'll just kind of lay back and go, wow, that, he's just having a bad day. And, you know, and then like, wow, he's having, when he has a good day, they're like, wow, he's having a good day. You know, like that's almost a surprise. And I wonder how much we steal from those relationships without even realizing it. It just, this part's really, I, I don't know why, but it's really been sticking with me since the message and kind of bothering me. And I mean, I'm far from perfect and I'm sure I've made plenty of people upset and not said the right thing. And I know, I know what my internal talk is like. And, you know, that's something I inherited from the way, you know, my dad is the same way. And it's a thing that I don't like about myself. It's a thing that I constantly pray about and try to work on. But at the same time, another five years goes by and you're like, well, maybe I'm a little bit better than I was before. But do I really feel like I've, or maybe this is just something that you're going to struggle with forever. It just feels like there's a lot of, a lot of what Ken was talking about of stealing. It just seems like they come through through just our own feelings of where we're not connected with God. And, you know, some days it's like, say, some days it's better and some days it's not. And maybe not everyone struggles with this in the same way, too. I don't know. But maybe it's okay. Maybe. I mean, is it okay? Right? Is it? I think so. I think, um, I don't know. I, the, the, the closest thing I can... Um, Meta, as far as metaphors go, 
I was actually one of the shorter people in my class growing up. <laughs> Did you grow um, up in the Canaan? <laughs> <laughs> You're pretty tall. I am now. Um, I grew about 10 inches in one year. What? Um, but that it happened pretty quickly. But up to that point, it didn't feel like it was ever going to happen. And I guess what I'd say, Randy, is I think that some of us really do struggle with things. We give it to God. We ask him to change us. We want to change, and it doesn't change. And so we have that ne- negative self-talk that, you know, maybe maybe we're, you know, God doesn't care about us, or maybe we're already too far gone for God, or or something along those lines. And And what God's really trying to tell us is, you know what, my grace is sufficient for your imperfection, um, which which means that sometimes I think God wants us, I think that sometimes God allows things to stay in our life to remind us how much we need him and how much we need his grace. And when we engage in that negative self-talk that I'm no good, I'm terrible, I think we we sometimes ignore the growth that God has had in our life. And perhaps it wasn't in the area that you were asking for, but perhaps it was in an area that you needed more than what you were asking for. I think sometimes we don't know the good gift to ask for. We think we know what the good gift is. We think we know what God needs to give us, so we ask for it. And God says, you know what, that isn't, you know, maybe that is an issue, but that's not the that's not the first issue that needs to be worked on. The first issue that needs to be worked on is this over here. And, and so my encouragement to anybody who's kind of feeling the way you are, you see yourself stealing from yourself, you, you feel you know, negative self-talk and things like that is recognize that you will grow when God is ready for you to grow. And if you don't grow, but you've been turning it over to God, God's grace is sufficient. It's sufficient for you where you're at and what's going on. Now, I think some people take that to extreme where they're like, you know what, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm really not going to turn anything over to God. I'm just going to go ahead and do what I want to do and his grace will be sufficient. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is when you pray about it, when you hand it over to God and you say, this is yours, do with it what you want, when you want, how you want, and I will rest in your perfection, not mine. That's what I think really we've got to do and we've got to start telling ourselves that when we aren't exactly the way we want to be, we go ahead and analyze it, look at it, but don't beat ourselves up over it and say, look, I've turned it over to God. I've made another mistake. I'll give it to God again. I'll go ahead and do my honest part. And if it doesn't, still doesn't go away, then God must have some reason for letting it remain there. But to me, it's like it's one of those things. You can you can want to grow as much as you want to grow, but until your genetics kick in, <laughs> or whatever's going to kick in, you, it is what it is. Yeah. And, and yet... For some reason, we think in our spiritual life that it's different than the life, our physical life or the life of plants. You you cannot make something grow. It grows because God allows it to grow. It grows because it's the right season for it to grow. It grows because it's being nurtured in the right way. But no plant makes itself grow. I mean, that's when we talk about fruit of the Spirit, you don't see – I was at a um, – a concert many, many years ago with a group that's called The Cry, spelled K-R-Y. And uh, the I think the lead singer in that group said the illustration, uh, it's always stuck with me. He said, you don't see apple trees trying to produce fruit. You know, you're, oh, I'm going to make that apple happen. 
you don't you don't see that apple trees produce apples because they're apple trees and when the season is right and when everything has come together they produce apples that's what they do they don't it's not forced it's a it's a part of their being in the same way we uh, we produce spiritual fruit the same way we produce it in due season when it, the time is right and god has the the elements in line and our job is just simply to keep ourselves in alignment with the creator to keep ourselves in alignment with him and allow him to change our thieving to change our murdering to change the adultery in our lives to change all those things it's and that's again not a, that's not a license to go and steal from people that's not any of that but it is to say that i just know people who have struggled and struggled with various issues in their life and they feel like god doesn't love them and care for them because they've asked for a good thing in jesus name and they haven't received it and they can't understand what's gone wrong and my encouragement to all those people is just hang in there god's not done with you and if god if you've been asking god for forgiveness and you've been asking god to help change you trust him yeah trust him that if he, that he's with you on that journey mm. I think the 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 part that gets frustrating is especially when it's one of those that you I love my dad without question but it's one of the things that make me it's one of those that you just want gone like I don't I don't I don't ever want this to be so maybe expectations are a little too high too fast but it's one of those things that you just you know it might be one of the the bigger things that you really wished were just not what you what you default to and it's like you go to a state of mind where you just don't think for a moment where you lose your you lose your concentration you lose your thought process about no this is cool this is good and and then to you add it being a perfectionist on top of it and you know you're just like you're like the rat on the wheel chasing the perfection and you, when it doesn't happen which it isn't going to happen then it, it's this vicious cycle and so it's one i thought about this week a lot just for the fact that a lot of people will say that you know there's that there's one thing if i if you could change one thing about yourself you know what would it be and that absolutely, I think a thousand percent, that, that would that would be what I would just be like. If you could just take one and just wipe that one away and we don't have to deal with it anymore. But I like that analogy, though, until it's ready and until God's ready, just keep moving and keep praying and keep thinking good thoughts when you can. <laughs> is there, I mean, are there any, are there any exercises, Jeff? Is there, are there, are there, <laughs> is this why people do hot yoga? They go and sweat it out yeah. and, and get it out or I don't know. Well, language is, I mean, that's the first thing you do is you try to figure out, you know, what's, you know, what, what am I saying? What am I, what are the, what are the words that are, that I'm using that are hurting and what are the words that I'm using that are helping? And, you know, you create, you create better words. You create a better language for yourself, and so you, you're constantly. I mean, what what Ken was just saying here is that you know you have you have seasons in your life. I mean, you look back at your life and you think, well, where did I get that language from? Yeah. Because that wasn't those weren't your words. They were they were brought from probably somebody else, or yeah. you said generations. Here you've got. Yeah. generations that you're yeah. talking about and so i think people need to pay attention yeah uh first of all before they start looking at their perspective and maybe even the values and focus but they need to pay attention what what language is what's the language who's whose voice is this 
Yeah. Is this my voice? Uh, is this a voice that I've adopted and I've learned? Or is this God's voice? And I think that's what he's trying to say to us is literally saying, please trust me. Trust that I can take care of this in due time. This is my this is my my thing to work on with you. That's it's so odd because a lot of times it's you know the words, you know where they came from, and you don't even believe them. Like I don't even believe it's true most of the time. It's just a it's just a habit. It's a it's a it's a knee jerk reaction to things. And I hated it as a kid, of course. But looking back on it, I go, Wow, my dad grew a ton from where, you know, his dad was and others. And you go, okay, there is, when you put the long stake in the ground and you look back and, and go, yeah, but I mean, if you hold the mirror up underneath your nose and you don't see anything coming out, you wonder, you know, am I, am I really working at this or am I praying the right thing? Am I, am I as earnest as I think I am? I mean, it feels like it, but maybe I'm not. But I look back and I, I see the relationship I have with my dad now. And uh, he's one of my favorite people. And when we work on projects together, my wife is always like, oh, boy, girls, stay out of the garage. Daddy and Rand and Grandpa are out in the garage. Just, just stay out of the <laughs> just stay out of the garage. And yet, you know, we work we work really well together now. And I find myself when he does it to himself, I it's probably wrong, but I, I laugh. And I go, why can't I be that lighthearted about it myself when I do go, well, there you go. Should have, should have picked a better word. You should have, you know, thought about this. And it just, um, anyway, if you're, th if you're one of these, like this me, is Randy's been, therapy th right th here. This has been my therapy <laughs> session today. Honestly, it really has. So, Jeff is going to send you a bill. <laughs> I know. He's like, let's see, that's 25 minutes <laughs> times now. Hey, um, <laughs> but I, I want to go back to what I, I, I really appreciated the message Ken spoke about, and it goes to what you're saying, is that whenever we think about scarcity in our lives, we're going to constantly be thinking about what do I need? What do I need to get? What do I need to take? But if we change that focus, if we moved it away from our own scarcity or our own lacking or our own way of hiding or figuring out something that we're deficient in in our lives, then we're going to miss the beauty of this. And that is, what do I have that I can add to someone else. And, it, you know, when I'm constantly wondering about what I need and my own greed, then I'm going to miss this. And that's the part I think that's helpful in this, this commitment is that we get a chance. God gives us all talents. We get a chance to add to people's lives. And that's the part that I think is so key in this, in the sermon that, that I got, got from Ken here is that why are we wasting so much time trying to fill voids that God takes care of? Yeah, that's true. When we could be looking at God, things that God's already given to us that can add to people's lives, which I think is a really beautiful way of looking at it. And it's so much. Thank you, Ken. It's so much more. It's so much more fun, empowering, and just uplifting when you do that for somebody else. If I hear somebody else, like if my wife has the has the bad self talk, I'm like, hey, 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 hey. What are you doing? No, you, come on. You don't you don't believe that, you know, and, and I'll give her the pep talk. And I'm like, and, and then she'll look at me like you have you, you probably do it worst of anybody. But yet it feels so good to, to find yourself in in that uplifting of someone else. And when you see the look on their face, when they know that you really believe what you're saying, that's a huge uplift. And that's where it really hit me hard was because when you like you said, when it, when you do 
or, or when you're able to do that for someone, it feels so good and you and it almost erases where you've just been and it kind of leaves you on a real high of just being of loving somebody else and making their day better or just maybe changing their perspective, even if it's only for a little bit of time. It's a good I'm glad you brought that back up and that you you uh, focused on that because that's something we shouldn't miss, obviously. Hey, Jeff, have you heard of positive intelligence? It's uh, written by a guy named Shirzad Chamin. Hmm. We're sorry, Mr. Chamin, if that's not the way you pronounce it. Yeah, if I mess that up, I do apologize. I feel quite certain I did. He went for it, though. I like it. Yeah, yeah. Go for it. I learned to do that with Gusto when I did news. Um, But basically, Shirzad basically argues that we all have these saboteurs in our life that are that that are these inner voices and I think he has nine of them these nine inner voices that are that sabotage us and uh, for some people it's hyper achievement for other people it's it's the judge and for other people it's the pleaser and for other people it's the victim and and so we all have these negative voices that are actually trying to steal from us. That's what a saboteur does, really. It sabotages. It steals from a person. And we have these negative voices. And by the way, if you're wanting to find out what your negative voices are, I think it's uh, positiveintelligence.org. You can go there. There's a free test you can take, and it'll tell you what what your... (laughs) Find your saboteur. What your saboteurs are (laughs) in your life. And I think that that what's important What's interesting about it, and I'm not, I'm, you know, I haven't gone through all his stuff, but I just took the, the test recently because I thought it was interesting. And, but I thought what it, what's been interesting for me in having taken that test and kind of identified. Firstly, they nailed mine to the ground. I there I, got down. I was, yeah, that's that's me. That's exactly who. That's exactly the things that are sabotaging me. And um, and one of mine is is I'm a I'm a pleaser by nature. I want people to be happy, and I want people to. More probably more unhappy, more more important than them be happy is that they're happy with me, and, and that's and that's um that's not a positive thing, right? We think that that's a nice thing, and we lo- we love it in retail. We like it when somebody you know when we're a guest somewhere when somebody treats us like that. But the problem is that oftentimes for for personalities like mine, it's very easy for us to be more addicted to making other people so that we're not uncomfortable than actually making other people happy because we genuinely care about them and want what's good for them, even if it makes me uncomfortable. That's a thin line right there. Isn't it? But but again, if we're going with the whole thesis that addition is better than subtraction, one of the things that's been helpful to me in, in, in thinking about this is as I'm reacting to life to be able to identify, ooh, that's Ken jumping into pleaser mode. What's he trying? Am I really trying to make Jeff's life better by what I'm doing? Or am I trying to make my life better by making his life better? And and there can be a big difference in that. And so when I'm doing practicing addition is better than subtraction, addition is better when I'm actually making someone else's life better, not just simply trying to make my life better. And so, again, for me, what's been useful is just being able to visualize that and to say, okay, for me, I just always, I, I always imagine Lumiere, the candle from Beauty and the Beast, the Be Our Guest. That's, that's to me, the epitome of of the pleaser person. I just kind of imagine Lumiere going, Oh, Ken, please make them happy. You know? And so I, and, and so I kind of try to 
to for me just visualize, yeah, I want this person to be happy, but what I want to make sure is that I'm actually doing it for the right reasons in the right way. And and that's an important thing. And if if whatever it is that is your inner voice that's sabotaging you, that's stealing from you, if you can identify it, as, the, as that saying goes, if you can name it, you can tame it. And so if you can name those voices that are speaking, it can it can go a long way, those things that are stealing from you. And they're not just stealing from you. Those things are actually stealing from the people around you. Your closest relationships always suffer. You know, my wife suffers because I'm a pleaser. It's not good because the fact of the matter is I cannot please everybody. I cannot please her. I can't please all the staff. I, I have to go ahead and determine what the best thing is and recognize that not everybody's always going to be happy, and that's okay. And so whatever the saboteur is out there, he's telling you lies that are stealing from you. I suppose that'll kind of move into a little bit of Anderlene's sermon this next week mm-hmm. when she's uh, talking about uh, not bearing false witness. Well, I like that because, you know, everyone has a, everyone has something that they're dealing with. And, and this one, again, it, it's been one, I mean, this is something I've known, you know, for a long time, but this one just really hit me this week as something that I really wish I had better, just a better grasp on more often than I do. And it's just like you, like you said, you, you know, it's there, but am I in this mode? Did I, did I, is, am I crossing over for this? Was this legitimate? Cause man, I really, or, and there's times it's deserved. It's like, man, I really tried to take a shortcut there and I know better. And it just, it just bit me. And now I'm mad because I took I took the shortcut. So like knowing when and when to be constructive criticism and when to just be hard on yourself. But, you know, as, as we start to wrap everything up, it, I just thought about what everyone else, you know, you look and you think, oh, that person, they don't have that, you know, they don't have this problem. They don't have that problem. And, or, or what you think their personalities are. And I just, as if you're listening today and just, just thinking about, oh, well, this is mine. And you're, you're thinking about it. And that, you know, like Ken said, there's the season, you know, continue praying. And I like it too. There's when you find someone that you can pray with, whether that's your spouse or, and I know my spouse prays for me. I know if there's one person in the world that prays for me every day, other than my wife, I know it's my mom. Uh, it's the, it, you know, it's the reason I'm still alive and reason I'm still here is that uh, she never gives up. And that's a huge, it's huge when you know someone else is praying for the same thing and praying in tandem and, and uplifting you in that manner. So if you have a, someone that can do that for you as well, that is a really, really good feeling. All right. Next week, it's got to be getting close. It means it's number nine. Oh, wait a minute. It, you just said it. Anderlene is next. Yeah. And she's doing... Don't bear, bear false, false witness. witness. Yeah. Ooh. My daughter's graduating this weekend. Oh, and that's so, why you're gone. Yeah, okay. my yeah. family's in town, and there's a special Saturday service for graduates uh, nice. in the morning that I'm going to go and celebrate with my daughter and my family. And a Saturday morning, not behind, not the, up, not the up graduation. Front? The graduation nice. is Saturday night, but there's they have a kind of a dedicate uh, dedication. I think they call it a baccalaureate service uh, at 11 o'clock at a at another church here in the area, and so uh, we'll we'll go up there and. And yes. be a part of that. And uh, fortunately, we've got Anderling, who's going to be. It's her first time preaching here, so we'll look forward to that. And and uh, she'll actually be joining you on the podcast next week. Oh, because yeah, I'm. Right. Uh, uh, we're going to go ahead and we're going to go ahead and take Do a little vacation time. It's uh, this summer is just crazy. My uh, my kids both are working at summer camp. Of course they Different could, yeah. Of course they couldn't figure out how to work at the same one. So, 
Kyle is at Coaqua, and Eric's up at Nasoka Pines Ranch in South Carolina, which oh, is wow. actually the summer camp I grew up working at. Really? So Yeah. So anyway, so. All right. The conversation continues anyway. on for another 15 minutes after this. And so rather than making this a really long episode, and for those that may not be interested to know what's upcoming right now, this is the end of the episode. Thank you guys so much. I hope you enjoyed today's show. And again, anything that we didn't say, could have said, should have said, 407-965-1607, or as always, podcast at wholelife.church. And we would be happy to take your questions, comments, and your feedback, or just your hellos. Send a voicemail and we'll play it on the next podcast. And so if you are interested in what's happening, hang on until Friday afternoon, evening, and the rest of the conversation that we were just getting into before I cut to myself was what is upcoming. This is going to take us from spring into summer and then even out as far as fall. And there's some really, really cool things that are upcoming here at Whole Life Church as far as what we're going to be doing for messages and themes. And these are some really, really great things, even outside of Saturdays, that we are hoping you will want to invite your friends, your families, your coworkers, your neighbors, whoever, to enjoy what we have planned for you all together as a family. So hopefully we'll uh, see you guys all back on Friday for that special bonus episode. But in the meantime, as always, thank you for listening and have a great week. 